Welcome, everybody, to the Doghouse Live. We have another exciting show for you. This time, we are starting Serial Sundays with your hosts, Pirates and Rebel Dog. They'll be taking you on your journey talking about none other than serial killers. Introducing you to the new and old and maybe some that you've never even heard of. They'll be discussing along with the community on why they did it, if they got caught, and if so, how. You can catch the live show every Sunday at 3 p.m. Central and 1 p.m. Pacific on Twitch. The links will be in the description. Without any further ado, your hosts, Pirate and Rebel Dog. just right <laughs> welcome everybody we are starting a new episode today welcome to serial sundays with pirates i still can't get used to i gotta go opposite direction this way yeah. hold on yeah that's yeah opposite opposite yeah 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 this yeah. way yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways <laughs> welcome everybody welcome to the doghouse live's new segment um cereal sundays if y'all want to know what cereal sundays are it's not where we sit here and eat cereal like somebody said is like oh what kind of cereal are we gonna eat no i mean that would be fun yeah <laughs> now we could we could just like put boxes up of different kinds of cereal and taste test no anyways the um cereal no. sundays is we're gonna be talking about cereal killers who you know who they are why they did it if they did it and and just dive deep dive into the mind of them. Um, mm -hmm. And my my co-host Pirates, we decided to do this what on the last episode when she came on for her interview. She's like, we started talking about it. And it's like, oh, we ought to just do a show. <laughs> I mean, it'd be fun. <laughs> so today's episode, we're going to be talking about. Anyways, I guess I am Rebel Dog. If you didn't know me, um, this is Pirates. Um, we're both creators on Twitch and known each other for quite some time and we like i said we both have the the love and the the interest in just what makes these people tick anyway today we're going to be talking about hh holmes my favorite 
So, and he's probably one of the most interesting, considering he was the first. I don't know. Some people call him the first world or the world's first serial killer, but I, I'm sure there's probably others out there that just haven't been. But, oh yeah, um, he was America's first documented serial killer. So mm-hmm. this is going to be sure interesting. Was. Yep, he sure was in the late 1800s. So which is um, fascinating. Yeah, that time period for me is really fascinating because it's like turn of the century kind of. Yep. And it's when everything started to tick and started to go on and you had, you know, the Industrial Revolution and yeah. all of that. So it's very fascinating. Yeah, that was a big time and yeah, the entire world, you know, kind of like changed between the 18, what, 1880s all the way up to mid-1900s. Yeah. And I mean, you know, H.H. H. Holmes was born just before the Civil War started. Yeah. He was born in 1861. So he had to live through, he lived through all of that, you know, granted he was a young boy, but still, you know? Yeah. Well, in that, that age too, growing up as a young boy, I'm sure that probably shaped a lot of, a lot of mine. So that, you know, it probably, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like we're kind of talking before, it's just like something, something usually, I mean, yeah, most of the people are, you know, growing up or something like that, you know, they could be miswired, you know, you know cause I have a, I have like a. I have a bachelor's in psychology, but, mm-hmm. and this is kind of what I studied was serial killers and, and law enforcement and stuff like that. So that's why when she, yeah. you know, we just started talking about this. It's like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> right. But, um, but no, yeah, something stins something, you know, something traumatic happens usually in the person's life, mm-hmm. you know, that maybe, maybe triggers that hardwire or that miswiring in their brain or whatever. But, um, you know, if you go back to the history of most of the serial killers that are documented, something happened in their childhood, you know, so, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure, you know, just like Pirates was talking about, you know, he grew up, you know, with a, an abusive father. So, you know, with his miswiring and that, I'm sure that's probably what triggered him to go mm-hmm. further. Yeah. So his, um, his dad was very, according to sources, obviously we don't really know for sure. But they said that his father was very, um, very violent toward him and his siblings and the mom. So growing up in the era that he was watching your dad do that and then be violent towards you, you know, kids need to express themselves. Mm-hmm. And he started, he took it out on animals and torturing animals, which then led to um, him doing it for fun so it went from kind of an outlet to doing it for fun because he wanted to study the anatomy and study everything on an animal so that kind of got him started into the whole medical side of everything but in a very um twisted (laughs) way (laughs) um yeah so he um he just at first it was kind of like i said it was an outlet for him and then it's something went from an outlet, which is very wrong to do anyway, to begin with, first of all. And it just went from that studies kind of thing to then it kind of got stale for him. Right? Yeah. It became boring. What else can I do now? (laughs) Right? It's kind of basically what happens. It's with anything. Some people get addicted to certain things and then that thing becomes stale 
and yep. they, need, they need the next fix, right? Yep. So he went from torturing animals to, I think he was, was he 10 or 12 is when I think it was a cousin or a friend of the family's daughter disappeared. Oh, wow. And then found her in a river area, if I remember correctly, um, mutilated and studied on. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was his first um, kill. No one knows exactly who it was, but I'm pretty sure if you look at what happened to her. In the timeline. It's kind of the same what he would do with the animals. Yeah. So that kind of led to the very first human murder for him. And he was like 10 or 12 or something like that. He was very young when that first started, yeah, which I, is wild. Yeah, that young, you've got to, yeah, there's got to be, there's got to be some hard miswiring in there for somebody. I mean, I can understand because, you know, most serial killers, they, it, one of the trigger or one of the things that they say about their personality is, you know, they usually are very, um, you know, they kill animals and stuff like that growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, yeah, it's like I was sitting here reading too. It's just like when he was, you know, talking about that and then, um, let's see, I said he was fascinated with skeletons and then soon became obsessed with death. Mm-hmm. And then he started after he graduated high school at the age of 16. So he was intelligent. Yes. He was very intelligent. You know, even though high school back then is different than, you know, high school <laughs> now, but yeah, you know, they didn't go as long as they did back then. But the fact that, you know, at age 16, he went, you know, graduated high school and went into, um, medicine, you know, going to college for medicine. What was it at the mm-hmm. University of Michigan? I believe it was. Yeah. He started <laughs> at Vermont. Oh, okay. He went yeah. to Vermont for a year and then he didn't like it. And so he left Vermont to go to, uh, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. And then I guess why he was there, I guess he used to steal cadavers and then Mm -hmm. See what it says. It says steal cadavers and then he burned and disfigured them and then planted the bodies, making it look like they had been killed in an accident. (laughs) Yeah. So he, yeah. So he would steal the corpses and make fake insurance claims. Yeah. So he was actually a con artist on top of it. Yes, he was. He was a very, very huge uh, con artist. But um, we'll dive into it later. But the thing about it is his first kill was a woman. Right. Mm-hmm. He usually killed women, but he used men for insurance claims. Huh. Or some type of ways to get money. So with women, you know, he was very, he was also a ladies man. He was also married to three people yeah. <laughs> at one time <laughs> in life. Right. Yeah. That, that, yeah. And so. Yeah, a lot of times he killed for insurance claims, but then some of his kills were just to kill. And so his first, so he killed the, when he was like 10 or 12, he killed the cousin or the family friend. And then um, as he grew older, his first victim recorded 
was his mistress, I believe. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, Gun. Hi, Gun. Yeah. <clears throat> so that just kind of leads me to believe, you know, his victims so far, are, you know, all of his victims were women. So kind of makes me wonder that maybe if his mom was the one that was abusive, you know, to him more than his father was. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe his yeah. maybe his mother was, or maybe his mother wasn't around, or maybe his mother did not save him from the abuse. Maybe that's the reason, that could be another reason why he takes it out on women. He might be mad at the, the you know, his mom for not saving him from his dad. So, you know, just looking yeah, at the psychological standpoint. Yeah, there very well could be something triggered him, obviously, to go after um, women. Um, but yeah, my belief is a lot of his insurance claims were mostly men, some women, um, but then I believe he enjoyed doing what he did with the women and then. Yeah, see that, see that right there could kind of link it, you know, what we'll be talking about later on is, you know, the link between him and, you know, Jack mm -hmm. the Ripper, so. Yeah, because a lot of people think, oh, well, all his murderers were for insurance claim I'm like well his first one the young girl not insurance claim some of the other women he just wanted to study on them or just because he was obsessed with death and studying them right yeah and he always went after women for the most part which Jack the Ripper went after women yeah and, I, and there's you know another reason why he went up, probably went after women too is probably because they were you know, because he was the ladies' man, so mm -hmm. they were more easier to subdue yep. than what a man and, would be. So, Yeah, and, you know, it's also believed, too, that he um, usually did the murdering by, you know, suffocation. See, that's that's kind of, because that makes it personal. And overdose, you know, he would overdose them in chloroform or gas fumes, you know some type of way to get them to pass out, which what did Jack the Ripper do? Same thing. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, yeah, it just, it's just crazy. You know, that, like I said, I know that the era was different, you know, the time was different than it is now, but you know, the okay. fact that, um, it's such a young age that he was able to, cause what, I don't know how long school, you know, cause it says he, he passed his medical exams in 1980 or in 1884. Mm hmm so yeah you know that he was what 20 or no. so he was born in 61 22 23 mm -hmm. he was so. born in 61 and he graduated i believe 70 no 84 yeah it's around there yeah it says 84 I don't know, there's like two dates here, 84 and 85, so I'm sure it's somewhere around in that area, but, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess when you look at it today, I guess if, if, if somebody goes into, like, medical school, like, right out of, I guess you'd have to be, like, Doogie Hauser. <laughs> but those remember yeah, that I'm, show. <laughs> right? <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A young one at that, you know? So. But he, um... He also worked, he liked to work in the anatomy lab when he was in college. So he really got to study how to 
surgically do stuff. Which, when you, in his case, further into the future, uh, especially Jack the Ripper, a lot of their bones were missing. Some of their um, organs were missing. So that's someone that needed to have surgical, you know, surgical knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Or medical knowledge. You know? So. <clears throat> but yeah, he was very obsessed with the human human body at a very young age. And then in school, he wanted to make sure he knew how to surgically do things in anatomy and all of that. It kind of it kind of makes know. me wonder, you know. One so. thing that makes me wonder about it is it's it's like you know because he his real name was Herman Webster Mudgett, and then he yep, changed Mudgett. yeah he changed it to Henry Howard Holmes. Mm -hmm. So that that be that that's something you know. It's just like why would you change your name to there, there's got to I mean who was Holmes? I mean did he take somebody's identity or mm, did did he, he could have. <laughs> you know it's he changed a... his name several times actually <clears throat> but you know it's just like where would you where would you just come up with you know a triple h you know eight henry you know henry howard holmes mm -hmm. know, so... so he was he was mudget through and then with the whole insurance thing with uh i believe it was his it was pulitzer when that whole thing went down with him and his buddy and he killed him he changed mm. his name to H.H. H. Holmes. Okay. And then after the World's Fair, he was H.M. Howard. Yep. <laughs> he had a lot of different aliases, this one. So, yeah. Not only was, like I said, not only was he the, the serial killer, he was a very good con artist, it sounded like, too. Yes. You know, there people he was, um, he did a lot of, yeah. uh, like I said, he was big in the insurance claims. That was his main focus, was insurance claims, and especially uh, death insurance claims. So everything always circles around death with him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And the reason for me, like outside of the insurance claim, what fascinated me with the whole Jack the Ripper and him was the timeline of it all. Yeah, no, it, it, it's way too close. And, I mean, a lot of people say, okay, well, he he can't be Jack the Ripper because he was in, you know, London doing his drawing of his murder castle, right? So he went over to England to do the whole uh, blueprints and stuff like that. And back at that time, he traveled by boat. Right. Yeah. Which takes a couple months, I think. I'm not really sure how long it takes you to go from point A to <laughs> point B. But they have in what year did he go? I'm trying to remember what year. But he went over to England and that's when the Jack the Ripper killing started. And then ended when he left England to come back to the States. And then that's when his murder castle became yeah. hot, right? Yeah, because yeah, because he started construction on the murder castle right when the they were building or constructing the World's Fair there in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of a good that was kind of a thing, you know. Because I mean, that was kind of a good plan because it took 
you know, he was building this elaborate castle over here just out of the blue, but everybody was focused on the World's Fair that was being built. Mm-hmm. You know, so it took it took the focus off of what he was doing. On the, so he see he was a very smart guy. He was he was smart, and you know it was also like when his hotel opened, right? He mainly went after women, where he could seduce them, he can swindle them, and then he later killed them. Yeah. And because of that, he already had kind of how women are because he only went after prostitutes in England. True. Because that's mostly, right, Jack the Ripper's mostly killed women that were ladies of the night, right? Yep. And with the lady, of, if you look at the victims of Jack the Ripper, they were basically mutilated. But you had to have some type of doctor or medical or surgical knowledge. Yeah. Right? And so that's why I'm like... Okay, well, first off, let's look at the timeline. 88, so 1888 and 1889. He would go back and forth. So the first part, he went over there for the blueprints. The Jack the Ripper killing started. And it's even in, I think, through is it through Ellis Island or something, where you see H.H. H. Holmes in the book. Yeah. Yep. Going to and from during that time period. The description of Jack the Ripper is a tall, 20s, brown hair, blue-eyed guy. Well, Holmes is brown hair, blue-eyed guy. Yeah. And, you know, they say he was very um, handsome in, in ways, I guess you couldn't say, for those who actually think they saw who Jack the Ripper was, right? Yeah. Um, the handwriting, when you look at the notes between the two, eerily similar. You know, people are like, oh, well, they copied each other. Well, how can they copy each other? Because I think it would take a long time for news from England to get to the U.S. Right? But yep. their writing's very similar. So they wouldn't know about each other. I think it's very odd that America's first serial killer, who's in England <laughs> at the time of Jack the Ripper started. And they're both killing people <laughs> with kind of the same motive. Yeah. It's interesting. It, yeah, because Jack the Ripper started in, in 1888 and only lasted a year and then he disappeared. It, yeah. But they so. only the only thing about that, though, is, is every time Holmes was in England, they started. Ha ha. And there's documents of him using Howard and using um, Holmes in the record book, the ship books. So that that way that he couldn't, you know, couldn't exactly be traced back to one person. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I said, the the Jack the Rippers, you know, they started in, it said in autumn of 1888. And then they kind of let off, let's see, it says... Spread between February of 1888 well into 1889. Yep. And then in in 1889 is when the construction started on, like you said, construction started on his his hotel. Mm-hmm. So that's actually pretty good for back in them days. It only took two years to build something that big. 
but from what I understand, they had him work. They had people. He had people working around the clock, kind of like the you know the Winchester Mansion type thing. They did. He had people working around the clock. Yeah, he did. And I know? guess I guess with the building of the World Fair, you know, down the road, I guess like I said that it's a good it's a good cover. Yeah, and Holmes also owned a house in Whitechapel. Oh, I did not read that. Well, interesting. Mm -hmm. He did. He owned a, because, I mean, think about it. If you're going from one place to another and you have dealings that you need to deal with, you need somewhere to go. Yeah, true. And he had a lot of money because of all the insurance fraud claims that he did. So he owned a home in Whitechapel. Well, the Whitechapel killings was Jack the Ripper. Yep. To me, another, oh, <laughs> you know, kind of the timing of it all is kind of interesting to me. Could not be him at all. But there's so many dots that are like, in my brain, if I was a detective, I'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the handwriting's the same. They're there at the same time. Stops when he leaves. Right? Yeah. No, it, um, it, yeah, it, it's. And I feel like because he started in Whitechapel, it's if they're looking for a killer and he leaves, he's clear to do what he needs to do. Right. Over yeah. in America, when he started up his whole murder castle in Chicago. Yeah, I think I think the only I think what Gunn was talking about, he said something about his great grandson. um uh, wrote a wrote a what was it blood stains I believe it was or something like that he wrote a book sitting there you know kind of trying to do or not do boot not to do boot I don't know what I was talking about um to counteract all the claims but I don't know there was also some um talk about that his great grandson also had schizophrenia and psychology psycho psychological issues too so a lot of that stuff some people say the one I read. Some people said it was made up just because he was an attention hound. Hmm. Yeah, and, like his great grandfather. <laughs> yeah. So he he was you trying. Know? He was he was trying to he was trying to grab the attention. You know, trying to he was just he was a clout chaser. That's what it is. Clout, what we know yeah. is a clout chaser today. You know, so he was trying to he was trying to make himself famous by, you know writing the story about his grandpa and stuff like that or his great grandpa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know on history they had uh the Ripper story and it was his great grandson where he went over to England to do stuff um to kind of put two and two together. So they were like talking to people and they had Scotland Yard with them and to to um dive into stuff. Yeah. You know, and you know with the and like I was saying back with the whole you know, the murder stopped when he left. When the final murder of Jack the Ripper happened, there is A.J. Holmes in the book going from England to America. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know. And I, I know for, you know, for one thing, he had been supposedly having visions of Holmes. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it's... Like I said, with the Ellis Island thing, you know, the recording of the books back and forth, you know, there's a lot of debate about that too. You know, that's a whole nother story is because uh, when you come across, when you came across like with Ellis Island and stuff like that, if the people didn't, I mean, he would have been okay because, 
you know, he spoke English and he had the documentation mm -hmm. because of his, you know, his uh, role in society back then. But, you know, most people would come across Ellis Island and they would just give a name and it depend on whatever the hell they wanted to write down in the book. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but very much so. I know one of the and I mean, he could have he could have paid someone to put his name in the book coming yeah. back. Yeah. You know, with that man, who knows? <laughs> he did it. He did a lot. I was going to say, yeah, because he, you know, back in those days, it's not like now, you know, everybody, everybody bases this kind of conspiracy theories and all that on, especially this far back. They don't, they don't take into consideration what the, you know, what was available back then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Swamp, swamp, swamp. Thank you for the follow. Um, let's do that <laughs> first. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome in. But, um, but yeah, it's just like, you know, they, they don't, they don't take into consideration, you know, the, the, the times back then to times, you know, even 50 years after that date, they changed such, mm -hmm. so drastically with technology or, uh, industrial and everything else. Um, the way we look at things now compared to back then, that, that's the reason why they call us conspiracy theorists because people can't yeah. put their, 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 they can't wrap their heads around things. And they don't have the ability to think past, you know, all the tech, technology, tech, yeah, the tech advances mm -hmm. um, in between there. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's. See, especially back back then, like you said, you know, tech and the available, you know, everything now it's like, ooh, we can like Google all kinds of things and we can look <laughs> at timelines and we can do all of this, this stuff, you know, and. At the end of the day, I don't know. I just feel like there's so many similarities between the two. <laughs> yeah. That I I am I am convinced about it. Like I was saying earlier, 89, 90%, they're the same person. You know? Well, see, you I would know, love to be right. <laughs> you know, you know, the fact that it's what I was telling her, you know, about the fact of the DNA on the on the on the but how Unless they were just like I was telling pirates, unless they were more tech, you know, tech advanced than what we had, what they are now, you know, because DNA what came out in the DNA wasn't even perfected to like the early late nineties or early, I mean mm -hmm. late eighties, early nineties. Mm -hmm. So how were they able? And and trust me, crime scene evidence collecting back in the eighteen hundreds was no way advanced as it is now i mean even because you could tell that just by from like 50s the 40s and 50s crime scene investigation was not they didn't do the things that we do now yeah so that's what i'm saying how can they take something and preserve it you know for you know over a hundred years especially dna which it needs to be dna needs to be like in a airtight container to be able to last that long and my thing with the whole DNA, too, is, okay, Jack the Ripper mostly went after ladies of the night, usually, or women alone. Who's to say she didn't have a little fling with a guy before she got, unfortunately, murdered, right? Yeah, but they also say that DNA, there's also DNA, they can't, they can't prove, they can prove the DNA supposedly belonged to that guy, 
but they can't prove that the DNA, the semen that was on that rag belonged to the victim. Mm-hmm. So, because that, that goes to show that they didn't collect evidence like we would collect evidence today. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. Like, when I when you read about the DNA and stuff, I was like, okay, he mostly went after ladies. Like I said, ladies of the nice. You don't know if it was a client. Right? Yep. You don't know what led up to that whole thing. So it kind of is like, yeah, it could have been this guy. Like Shana was saying, it, it could have been, you know, a Polish guy. But that Polish guy could have been her client. And she just left and walking back home to Whitechapel, right, in the area. And Holmes owned a house during that time in Whitechapel. So, <laughs> you know. Also ate the hearts. Um, I know he took all the, the all the organs. I mean, there's so many. There's so, And this just did. There's so many different variations of that, of both stories. Mm-hmm. And... But when, when you look at facts, you know, it's like I was saying, conspiracy theorists look at facts, you know, what they, what they have presented in front of them to, you know, kind of go off of it. So, you know, like if there's a timeline, and that's the reason why we're talking about it. It's like the timeline is too similar, you know, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. You know, they sit there and said that, well, Holmes was in Chicago at the time of all these happens for the fact because he had a voter registration card, um, or voter roll dated October 9th, 1888, um, which still doesn't mean nothing because it was in the autumn. You know, the Jack the Ripper stuff started in the autumn, so that would be October. Who's to say he didn't have somebody, you know, it, it wouldn't be that hard to find somebody to practice your handwriting or mm-hmm. somebody similar to your handwriting. Mm-hmm. And Jack the Ripper's handwriting is the exact same as his. Yeah, so. It's very similar, so it's. How can someone from America and England have identical signatures? <laughs> but see, and it also could be too. I mean, that was a predated thing. You know, that was a preconceived. The voter registration role was preconceived, so that means he knew. You know, everybody knew advanced when that date was going to happen. So who's to say with his, you know, his boyish charms or his connections that he had, he didn't have, you know, have somebody allow him to write all that stuff in there before he went over. Mm-hmm. You know, if, it, you know, the signatures matched. Oh, yeah. A lot of, like I said, his hand, their handwritings were similar. And sure, there are some things in Jack the Ripper that Holmes never did. But he's also in a different country to not bring it back to him. And that's why he had so many aliases. Yeah. You know. And then, like I say, with the whole, he started out killing, really, in a boom, boom, back-to-back kind of thing is also probably to see what he can do and get away with. So when he came back to America for his cancel, he already kind of knew what to do with women. Yeah. Because yeah, I, he predominantly went after women in his hotel. And the and the fact is that he was a kid and he, di- he was dissecting, you know, he dissected, you know, that little girl and then dissected animals and everything else and then... Mm-hmm. Jack the Ripper just happens to dissect and take organs and. And that's what he also did in college. Yeah. Because he he was in the anatomy lab because he was obsessed with organs. And then the inner body stuff. Yeah. You know, and I know it says, you know, Jack the Ripper ate the hearts. 
you don't know. <laughs> Honestly, you don't yeah. know if he did or not. You know? He could have put it in his pies and be Sweeney Todd. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you know, that... That's kind of that's kind of where that the whole musical type thing came from was mm -hmm. from Holmes was and, H. H. Holmes. -y. Yeah, yeah. Because of the fact, yeah. But no, I mean, it's just it, you know, it's just like we were talking earlier. It's just like, you know, he used to take you know Shadow. He used to take you know cadavers and stuff like that when he worked at the medical lab, and he would stay. You know, he would mutilate them and burn them and disfigure them and stage them as accidents. So he could claim insurance claims on, you know. Mm -hmm. So there again, you know, the fact is that no, even though they were the, these bodies were already dead, so I'm sure they were probably paupers. That means, you know, they had no connections to any family or whatever. That's sort of how he got away with it. And he made their own identity, basically, is the way it sounds. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, it, it's, yeah, there's this, the date, like I said, the date, the dates are what gets me. The dates are, you know, the more and more I've looked into it since we started talking about this, you know, the, mm -hmm. the dates are just crazy. Like I said, in 1888 to 1889 is when the Jack of the Ripper was. And in 1889 is when his castle was being, you know, like Pirate said, he went over there to, you know, to draw up the plans for his castle. Mm -hmm. And back then it would probably take about a year to, you know, to construct, you know, to draw a plan for a castle. You know, yeah. because everything is hand drawing instead of mechanical drawing now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so. And it stopped when he left. Yeah. Which is interesting. Okay, so did Jack the Ripper get caught? Did he die? Or did he leave? Yeah. See, Shadow? Yeah. Sweeney Talk had been the Ripper. Because he, he well, he prayed. Uh, the only thing with Sweeney Todd is, is that the, they de they depicted him as depriving on anybody. You know, he, or mm -hmm. he killed anybody. And I don't think he had medical knowledge that no, Ripper did. No, he just knew how to slit, you know, it's not hard to slit somebody's throat with a, with a straight razor. Mm-hmm. Where the Ripper's murders were, like I said, they were very, um, medically mutilated. Is the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I you think, know? Yeah. I think, no, I think the Sweeney Todd, I think it was a combination of both. I think it was because of the fact that you very look, well could have been. Because if you look at the way, you know, he drew us, you know, brought his his customers in and the fact that it took place on you know in london but you know but then the way they were disposed is kind of the way they were disposed as we'll get later on in the murder castle mm -hmm. with so, shoots yeah shoots you know waters. and he placed it very um strategically so it had to be by the water that was the biggest thing is his castle his place needed to be near water to get rid of excess stuff <laughs> the ashes and that kind of thing yeah you know yeah and it, it's just the fact like i said it's just the fact that the, the three facts that you know get me is at the timeline the fact that he was building his castle at the same time that the world's fair was being constructed um so that you know like i said that took focus off of it you know he had he had at least an entire year after the castle or after the castle was built to uh do whatever he wanted because everybody was focused on the construction of the world's fair and then the world's yep. fair happened so he still had another distraction that was taking things off of him mm -hmm. exactly and the, you know and that's why he and he chose 
where he picked the location for his castle was uh, very interesting as well because it was mostly where women would walk by and he made it very appealing yeah. um, for them. And which another, is another interesting. Yeah, and I was thing. also reading here is it's like is it's it's pretty it's pretty, you know, I guess intelligent of him as a con artist part. It says all of Holmes employees, hotel guests, finance or fiancés and wives, his hotel guests were required to have life insurance policies. Today, that would be like a red flag. If you walk into a hotel and they sit there and say, hey, I need, you know, you can't stay here unless you have an insurance policy. It's like, it's yeah. like when you go to the doctor and they automatically, re, you know, go to, or go to the hospital for surgery and they read you your last rites. That's kind of what that would be. <laughs> it's like, why would you need an insurance policy? <laughs> right? Like to stay here? What? what, what why? But, and it even says he paid the premium as long as they listed him as the beneficiary. Which is hmm, red flag, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, That's be... kind of to me. Hey, welcome to the hotel. Do you have insurance policy? Okay, well, can I be the beneficiary on that? <laughs> oh, just to stay? Oh, you know, okay. Yeah. Sorry, just sign <laughs> on know? this. Dot. I, and I'm wondering how many of those times you thought that some of those people were probably actually thinking they were just signing like a registration you know yeah. he just put the put the contract out in front of him and said here sign and didn't realize right? it was actually the contract saying <laughs> i'm gonna kill you now i'm gonna collect your money <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i totally i don't know it's just uh his castle though is quite interesting how he came up with everything which like i said the murder castle reminds me of the winchester mystery house in san jose yeah yeah, Granted, it, it, they were done for different motives. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was one, kind of the same thing with the trap doors and the, you know, the door. he had gas chambers in some of the rooms. And then you'd go, you know, they had rooms with doors in them that, you know, opened up to brick walls. And mm -hmm. he built it basically to dis disorientate the guests. You know, that's what, that's the way it was built was to disent disent disorientate. Yeah. And. Oh, yeah. It's now, very, um... actually, the Winchester house was built by Mrs. Winchester. Yeah. The, we'll we'll get the... in. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be later. <laughs> that, that'll be, that'll be a whole nother story. Cause I, I, I'm like with the Winchester mansion. I'm like her, she is with Holmes. So yeah. the Winchester yeah. mansion is very, very. It was that yeah mm -hmm. it was actually built by mrs winchester after yep. her husband died or as they bought yeah. the house and they, she started adding to it after he died mm -hmm. yeah and you know just the well as the favorite term circle back <laughs> yeah. um with holmes also too is he always had uh he always left trails of business documents right with everything regardless if they were <laughs> you know altered or whatever he always had trail of business documents it eerily went quiet <laughs> when he was in london between 1888 and 1889 yeah 
So for someone who always is very, here I am, here's what I'm doing, to all of a sudden just stop in the year 1888 to 1889, and then mysteriously pick back up in 1889, right? Yeah. It, and the only thing that's documented would be him going from London back to the States on the ship log. Yeah. You know, just shortly after the last murder for Jack the Ripper. Yeah, and like I said, and what the my 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 issue is is it's like I like I said, it, you've got to go back in real life. Like I said, you got to wrap your head around the idea that things weren't the way they are now. I know I keep saying that, mm -hmm. but that's why I'm trying to. That's how I'm trying to um, re uh, reaffirm, you know, our point about this could be is because things were different back then you know documentation can be you know they were forged on a daily basis yeah you know oh yeah not only forged but also with um jack the ripper with the whole you know dear boss letter and all of that english and american language is very different right yeah, yeah. words are different in certain ways and they are believed that the Jack the Ripper letter is actually American just for the words that were used. Yeah. Which then would make Jack the Ripper American. But Shadow. Which Holmes is American. <laughs> yeah, true. But you Shadow, know? But, but Shadow, if you go back to his early childhood and the way he done what he did, you know, with, you know, the dissecting um, animals... He, he was infatuated with anatomy. So, mm -hmm. you know, as a kid, he, you know, before he went into school, you know, he, you know, so, you know, they found that little girl that was dissected and organs removed and stuff like that. And so, and that's exactly what happened with the Ripper cases is like they were all, you know, all the vital organs, you know, were removed. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but, you know, with all of his personalities that he had, who's to say that he didn't also have multiple personality disorder, too? Or, you know, mm -hmm. he could have been schizophrenic. You know, the, none of these terms were made, were around back then. Because anytime mm -hmm. somebody was crazy, the only time that they would do, you know, you got a lobotomy if you got picked as crazy. Mm-hmm. And also, for me also, I mean, the Ripper killings, I feel like, were very um, emotional and kind of, he picked he picked out who he wanted, right? And he mostly went after, you know, helpless, penniless, poor yeah. women. So it wasn't necessarily for greed. Yes, majority of Holmes's things were insurance claims but he also could have been bored right and needed something else and different continent different things to kind of throw people off yeah i think to I... not put the two to two together but there are very similarities to the two you know like i said i mean like i said multiple multiple personality disorder i mean back he was in... a con man yeah so I mean he had he had to he had to take on the persona of different people mm 
you know, so if he'd done it for such a long time, I mean, if he started doing it when he was a kid, you know, in medical school and mm -hmm. stuff like that, if he started doing it that long and then when he became older, it becomes actually in tight in your psyche to where that's all you know what to do. And, and like, you know, we were talking earlier, it becomes like an infatuation, like an addiction, you know, so. And being, you know, London back then was dark, dreary, and, you know, everything was, everything was different than London's law enforcement was different than our law enforcement, you know, even back then, you know, theirs were mm -hmm. more laid back, you know, they didn't. I mean, 90% of them didn't even carry guns back then. They just carried billy clubs and whistles. That is actually the truth. They just, London didn't believe like in fire firearms and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So he knew he was going to, if, you know, he had a chance of getting caught. But I think, you know, I think Jack the Ripper had somebody on the inside as well. Yeah, I, I think, very well. I think, well, the fact that his, his, uh, I mean, we already know that he's, he was some type of a society figure. I mean, mm -hmm. he had to have been. Um, and that would lead into Holmes, you know, not saying that Holmes is the one, you know, his persona that went over there. That could have been that Howard, you know, that was actually over there, you know, yeah. or. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, I mean, and he also fit the description. There was like 13 eyewitnesses or something like that, that would tell Scotland Yard or whoever the police there you know, this is what I saw. This is what it looks like. And of course, you know, they do the whole sketching. Yeah. And they were very similar to how Holmes looked. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. Cause all the pictures, you know, the sketch artists that I've seen, you know, the sketches I've seen of him, you know, the Ripper mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and, and the photographs of Holmes. Yeah. They're almost, they're almost identical. So. They are very, um, very, very similar and similar in age. You know, and for me, it was, it's one of those too, is like I said, it comes back to, he literally had a house <laughs> in the area, <laughs> you know, like he literally had an area where the Ripper killings were. Yeah. You know? But I mean, which is interesting. I mean, as far as we know, he didn't have any ties back then. Like I said, Holmes might not have, but one of his other aliases might have had some ties to the upper class. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, like I said, there's this, without, you know, you know, like today we can document just about anything and everything everybody says. Mm -hmm. I mean, but. he, yeah, and he also could have, you said about someone in the inside, maybe he had someone he knew in London and trained him or her, well, him, how to kill people. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, the only you know? thing, the only thing that really led, I mean, it wasn't like a full, why would, why would, and not London's? Yeah, I mean, he could have, he very well could have had someone over there who would kill for him in a similar way that he did and asked for the organs because he was obsessed with them and then turned around and killed that person because they knew too much. But how I mean, do that's we, another theory. But how do we actually know that he admitted to all of them or did that just what goes into the police report? 
Because like mean, I said, he, he confessed. I don't think he confessed about everything. Right? I really don't. He could have, but everyone, you know, there's also comes down to the thing is, did he truly get hanged? Yeah, there's another, you know, there's a or question Or did about he <laughs> pay someone or do, or use someone to go in his place because later on in London, a woman saw a man who looked identical to Holmes in London a year later. And? Which isn't really talked about. Look and up. no one knows if he's actually there or not. They never really done a sample on, like, the body. Well, no, that's what, that's what I'm saying, though. It's just like, because, you know, things go in police, even today, things go into police reports that don't actually happen. Because, mm -hmm. because the psycholo the psycholo psychological explanation behind how, <laughs> like, the level sightings. Yeah, see? Um, but how an interrogation works is there's a reason why, you know, interrogation tactics were designed and created back for, I think Scotland, Scotland Yard is ones that had helped the common U.S. interrogation tactics. Mm -hmm. um, so interrogation tactics are made to make you believe that you did do something. When you go, when you go into an interrogation on, in a, in a, in a law enforcement setting, mm -hmm. you are psychologically, they train you psychologically, they train the detectives and the interrogators to, to mess with your mind to the point to where you think you did it. It's the reason why they have, you know, they can keep you in a box for up to, you know, they can keep you, they can mm -hmm. actually, in most, most areas, they can keep you up for like 72 hours without even charging you. Yeah. And that plays a lot of mental, you know, shit, especially if your mind's not strong enough. But yeah, so, I mean, the fact that he confessed, you know, it was written down that he confessed. I don't know. I'm still not convinced, you know, just by, you know, my opinion of it and what, you know, kind of the stuff that I've learned over the years with that. I don't see, I, I have, mm -hmm. I have issues, you know, with trying to, not believe that there was some type of interrogation tactic that you know forced some things in there or lied about it yeah glam thank you for the follow yeah it was also too um with the whole white chapel right so when he went to the university of michigan he had a friend edmund Bunk buckley edmund buckley i think was his name and he came from a wealthy family in Whitechapel. And they were like partners in crime. They they ran the insurance claims together of selling corpses to medical facilities. <laughs> so in records of Holmes having a residence in Whitechapel, he did try to sell a corpse to a local hospital <laughs> in Whitechapel around the time of the murders. But then he got um, caught, and there was a formal complaint against him. And then shortly after that, they couldn't find him because he was back in America. 
and the Jack the Ripper killing stop. <coughs> which is another, to me, clue. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, you know, there was a total of five victims, right, with Jack the Ripper, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And they span from August 30th. August to November of 88. Yeah, because there was... If, yeah. Yeah, there was five. There was Marion Nichols, which was the first one, and Chapman, the mm -hmm. second one. Uh, Nichols was August 31st, 1888. Uh, the second one, Annie Chapman, was September 8th. Elizabeth Stride was September 30th. Catherine Eddowes was September 30th, so he killed twice on that day. Mm -hmm. And then Mary Jane and there was Kelly. no, And there was no paper trail from Holmes from 88 to 89, right, in Chicago. And the construction on the castle didn't start till spring of 89, and that's when the paper trail started back up for him, being in the States. So... Yeah, because yeah, even, even if you go by... You know, because, you know, like I said, there's a detailed voter roll dated October 9th, 1888 for Chicago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that Holmes, his name, H.H. H. Holmes, is written on there. Yeah. But, so, it, but if you look at it, I mean, to me, you can't, you can't say, because if you look, oh, I'll show you. This is, this is, this, oh, it. So this right here, let me sh let me zoom in on it. This is an actual copy of the. Oh wait a minute. That was weird. Um. Anyway, oh, didn't realize my music was still up. But if you look at the, this is this is oh, shit. If you look at the. Let's see if you look at it. Almost every look at the H's and the way that they're all written. They're all written by the same person. Is that your music? <laughs> I think so. I didn't realize it was up still. <laughs> so I was I, like, I hear music, and I was trying to figure out where <laughs> it's coming from. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot I had it still on. Um, <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like looking on my computer everywhere. I was like, wait, hold on. Is that me? I was like, I don't listen to that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you look at all, if you look at all these, these entries, they're all written by the mm -hmm. same person. Mm -hmm. I mean, cause look at honors. Honors has the same curve in the H as Holmes. You know, so mm -hmm. those, the, even though it says it's a clerk's handwriting, but definitely the same Holmes. So the clerk's handwriting wrote this, but who's to say that that clerk didn't have something to do, you know? I mean, shit, back then you could pay probably a clerk, what, 20 bucks is probably worth, what, $200 now? Mm-hmm. You know? So, it's, yeah. Just, that's the only evidence they have that I've seen mm -hmm. so far was this roll, this detailed uh, voter roll for October 9th, 1888. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that and there's no record of him being in Chicago. I mean, he he purchased land in Chicago, um, July 1888, right? Yeah. But then there's no record of him at all in Chicago. Well, if you just bought something, 
and the way he is, you would think he would be getting, you know, insurance claims or money to lead up to building his castle. Right? Yeah. So why is he silent? And then all of a sudden he picks back up in spring of 89 for his construction of his building. So where'd he go? Did he do a little winter holiday in London? <laughs> well, another, you, know I mean? you know, another question is too, is it's like, we forget, we forget that communication was not the best back then because, you know, mm -hmm. everything came by, you know, across from London to the U S came by boat, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And so it takes a while to get from one place to the other on boat. And I mean the the biggest thing to the biggest thing to find out is it's like when when did we you know when did we as Americans find out that the Jack Ripper incidents were happening? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. So because it wasn't like we know now it's like if somebody gets murdered in London we know in twenty minutes. You know, yeah. it it could yeah. have been it could have been months you know to almost a year before the U.S. even knew of anything of what was going on in in London. And that could be the reason why there was such a, you know, a silent, you know, for mm -hmm. between him, you know, why he wasn't there because there's no communication. Yeah. That and also one of the murders of Jack the Ripper did, wasn't one of the ladies' wombs missing? Yeah. And that has to take skill where the womb is located, what the womb looks like. And Holmes was very obsessed with anatomy. Which also makes me believe that he, the Ripper, had to have medical doctor knowledge. Yeah, I mean, that's been the thing is like he, because that's the reason why they were targeting all those physicians, you know. You know, they had, they had that one physician over there that was, I think, you know, Shadow said it about, it was supposed to be the, uh, one of the queens or whatever, one of the upper ups personal mm -hmm. position or something like that, that they look, were looking at. And so, but you know, he was cleared, but you know. Yeah. And I mean, he could also too is with organs, you can trade for money and Holmes was very into money. You know? you know organ harvesting i don't know how long that's been around well i'm sure for yeah considering considering medicine was still experimental back then mm -hmm. so if he had healthy ish women so to speak organs he could turn around like he would with his insurance fraud and say hey i have parts for you <laughs> to study on for money oh no Could definitely be another thing you know, definitely shadows. Yeah, I mean, it's just like today. I mean, it, if if you're upper upper uh, if you're upper echelon or whatever, yeah, you can you can hide anything. It doesn't matter where you're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we're 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 talking about the connection between H. H. Holmes and Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very very interesting. And the more Which you also go for it. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, all these murders that, you know, the five women that he did could lead up to what, how he did with women in his castle. Yeah. So it was almost like 
Let's try it out somewhere. See how I can get away with it. Even though he was kind of a private person when he did his killings. But that's because he probably saw how it could be difficult in London being out. And that's why he chose nighttime when not a lot of people would be out. So it was in a way it was kind of seclusive. Which then led him to perfecting everything he needed to do building his thing. Because like I said, he used chloroform style ways to get his the ladies in London to like collapse, yeah. which then he used smoke and everything like that in his castle, which is another mm-hmm. similarity. And it was only a few months later, Chicago happened after the last one. See, and that's the reason why, you know, that's probably the reason why he confessed and didn't mention the Jack the Ripper murders is one reason could be is because the fact that nobody over here in the States knew about the Jack the Ripper murders at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so why confess to something that nobody knows about? You know, because like I said, yeah. the, the communication and that being upper London or, yeah, upper, well, I guess it was the west or the, I guess it was like the lower side of London. But still, you know, back then, the murders of prostitutes probably weren't like a big media type thing. Yeah. So, but like I said, I don't know how long it took for media to get from there to here back then. But like I said, if you if nobody knew about it over here, you know, then because I guarantee our papers probably that wasn't news to them, even if they did have the information. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with the World's Fair getting ready to start and everything else, those were the big media. So the fact that nobody probably knew who or knew exactly what was going on in London at the time, and when he got yeah. caught. So, I mean, that could be another reason why, you know, he didn't confess to him because nobody knew about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and a lot of them, too, the the Jack the Ripper ones, they had, you know, they were either, uh, they immigrated where they didn't have family or their family life wasn't great or, you know, they had a lot of, ways to where maybe nobody would really look for them. Some of them did have families, you know, but they could have been hard lives to where it was kind of like, oh, she's just doing what she does, right? Yeah. Going for her late night strolls because she's drunk or whatever, you know? Trying to see when when they had the first published... I mean, back then, the I think the only yeah, but still, even if it made the papers over here, it what it wasn't. I don't think it would have been front line or front page news. Now in London, it might have been front page news. Yeah, definitely London. But the U.S. papers, you know, the major papers, the one that everybody, I'm not talking about the little tabloids and everything else, because the tabloids have been around forever. But, well, I was trying to figure out 
Because that's what I was looking for earlier is when it first hit the U.S. newspapers. I really, I can find when it hit the, I can find when it hit the uh, London newspapers. It was like, I mean, that was big news over there because it was a murder. Because they never, they don't have anything going, they never had anything going on big over there. So they had to, that was a big thing, especially when it turned into a, you know, it was turned into like a, a serial killer. And I guarantee that it wasn't even published in the newspaper until like after the third one. Mm -hmm. Because they probably didn't even know that there was something going on until they connect, you know, they connected. And the fact that, you know, the first one happened, you know, supposedly, you know, when he was supposed to still be over here, according to the documentation, it doesn't mean, because I, I don't even remember exactly, because I know there was one, yeah, there was one that was like, I think it was the one that the, the womb was removed. I think that was the one that was totally different than the rest of the killings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which then brings you to, you know. You have to have medical knowledge to yeah. know where the womb is, what the womb looks like, and why would you take a womb unless you're obsessed with anatomy? You know? Let's see. Let me see when this... Now, back. So you want to know, so when... That's what I was trying to look for... Well, I, th I don't think it actually, I think the Dear Boss letter is what actually got the press's attention. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, because the letter says, it says, Dear Boss, I keep on hearing the police have caught me, but they won't fix me just yet. I have laughed when they looked so clever and talk about being on the right track. That joke about leather apron gave me real fits. I'm down on whores and I shan't quit ripping them until I get buckled. Grand work, the last job was. I gave lady no time to squeal. How can they catch me now? I love my work, and I want to start again. You will soon hear of me with my funny little games. I saved some of the proper red stuff in a ginger beer bottle over the last job to write with. But went to, but it went thick like glue, and I can't use it. Red ink is fit enough, I hope. The next job... I do, I shall clip the lady's ears off and send them to the police officer just for jolly, wouldn't you? Keep this letter back till I do it a bit more work than give it out straight. My knife is so nice and sharp, I want to get to work right away if I get a chance. And it says, good luck, yours truly, Jack the Ripper. Don't mind me giving the trade name. Wasn't good enough to post this before, but I got all the red ink off my hands. Curse it, no luck yet. And they say I'm a doctor now. Ha ha. Mm -hmm. So now, so he's basically mocking him when they sit there and says that whenever, cause they're calling him a physician. So he's mocking him and says, I'm not a physician. So I don't know. I mean, that's the way but, I read that. Yeah. And it also could be, he's not a physician, but neither was Holmes. Yeah. But he had, he, but he had, the he went to school for yeah, it. Yeah. He, <laughs> he had the degree. doesn't mean he was yeah. an actual practicing doctor. Yeah. Which could lead to, yeah, I'm not a physician because he wasn't one. He did other things. 
I'm not seeing like when it actually came to the states in the papers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, I mean, I know it was here because, you know, because you, yeah. but I don't think it, I think it was after the fact, because like I said, I guarantee that it wasn't, it, they didn't do anything until he started publishing these letters or sending these letters. So then they knew something was actually really up is what yeah. I look at it mm-hmm. because then there was a second one that he wrote, um, on a postcard, but it didn't have no postmark. It was dated October 1st. Um, and the postcard read, I was not, I was not cutting. I was not, I'm sure that it said it was not kidding. So he's illiterate. Because well, I don't know, cotting. I don't know. I guess I have to look up to see. That might be a, a something used back then. Mm-hmm. But I was not cotting, dear old boss. When I gave you the tip, you'll hear about Saucy Jack's work tomorrow. Double event this time. Number one squealed a bit. Couldn't finish straight off. Had no time to get ears for police. Thanks for keeping last letter. Till I got to work again, Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. And it sounds very Americany. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't sound how the English would talk or write, for that matter. And young. Yeah, I can see this is this is an actual photocopy of that one there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says I was just cotting. So I wonder what cotting. I wonder if it's actually a word or if he actually cotting. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, it's to play a joke or a trick on someone. Mm-hmm. So, kidding. It's where kidding came from. So, that's interesting. But yeah, I mean, it, 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 there's, so, there's so many different variations. Of it. But like I said, the fact that... I'm still going to argue the fact that it did not... It did not make it... The, it did not make the U.S. papers until like way after everything was already done, probably. I would say at least a month after the first one. So, because I mean... I would say a month or two after the first one. Because it probably hit the British, and if people were reading the paper, then probably took the paper with them overseas. It would, it only, it takes, what, three to four weeks, I think, to get across... Yeah, back then, yeah. The, the ocean... And this was pre-Titanic, so the ships yeah. weren't as fast. Yeah, I guess so I would say a good month. Yeah. For it to actually get over there, so if you think about it. Yeah, because they didn't have telegrams. I mean, they didn't have the ability to send telegrams across the water. Back Everything then. was by boat, so I would say give or take a month, month and a half before somehow a paper reached our shores and then everyone was like, oh, did you see what was brought off of this ship? Blah, blah, blah. And then it became, you know, over here on the East Coast through New York, more than likely. So, you know, and Holmes killed, what, killed people Philadelphia, I think, as well. If I remember correctly.
Does he confess Toronto, which is Canada? So it wasn't always in the same area outside of Chicago. Mm -mm. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I'm still trying to, like I said, it's, you think they would have that. It's like. Yeah, you would think it would, we would have something about that. It's probably somewhere, right? But. I'm trying to think. When he confessed. Some of them, you know, because it said he supposedly killed over 200 people. But he only confessed to 27 or something like that. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So he was arrested in Boston in 1894 by the Pinkertons. See, in the post-mortem on Mary, Mary Kelly, it says here, the report was written by Dr. Thomas Bond after examined by the remains of Mary, Kel Mary Jane Kelly. The report was lost until 1987. 1987, where it was discovered by Scotland Yard. Jeez. Or it was, an, it was returned anonymously to Scotland Yard. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I was like, that's like, over 100 years old. <laughs> Yeah, she was she was the one I believe that the womb was taken from. Yeah, I don't remember which one it was. I just remember um one of them was missing a womb, which brings us back to the whole you need to have medical knowledge to know what a womb looks like and out of everything to take, why why that? Yeah. Unless you're studying or about it. Unless the one that he took the womb from was pregnant. True. You know, it could have been somebody that he was, it could have been a mistress because, you know, he has been known to kill his mistresses. Yeah. And she became or pregnant and he didn't want the connection. That's true. There's another feather in the cap. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, that's, that's, that's true. You know, there's also, he had, um, earlier on too, he had to where he was, I guess, seen traveling with a little boy and then the boy Ooh, disappeared. And so there said, uh, that he murdered the young boy because he was known to kill children too. Because he killed um, the one, the wife of, I think, Pulitzer and then the, the girls. The, his, uh, the Peitzel. I, I don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Peitzel, Peitzel. Um, 
because he was using the various aliases for the wife of him and then took the wife and the kids and then he murdered the three kids yeah like i said so. it, i i i think the fact that because the only newspapers that i can find that have anything in it are london's yeah so that's the same so i mean i'm not saying that it you know this one here the london daily post september 30th 1888 two more victims claimed by their east end ripper mm -hmm. you know so <clears throat> times check your twitter i think shadow found something She's in the bathroom. <laughs> I was in the bathroom. Had some time to, to look at it. Um, yeah, I was looking at that one, but it didn't actually... Like I said, those are all from... I mean, what the pictures show are the London Post. Mm -hmm. This other one. The New York police believe Jack the River is responsible for the recent murders based on Island Street. Another one was killed. See, that was 1891. And the murder stopped in London in 1889 is when the New York police believe Jack the Ripper is responsible for recent murders based on eyewitness description of the per perpetrator. There's a letter received mm -hmm. that was Whitechapel. Yeah, December 26, 1888, a murder in Philadelphia copies the crimes of Jack the Ripper. Mm -hmm. uh, Holmes was caught in... So he was supposedly hanged in 1896. Yeah. Yeah, because he was, let's see. Because he was, so he got caught for something. He was arrested briefly in 1894. But then he bailed. He got bail. We'll see here. It says, it says while in jail, he concocted a new insurance scam while with his cellmate, Marion Hedgepeth. Holmes said that he would take mm -hmm. out an insurance policy for $10,000, fake mm -hmm. his own death, and then provide Hotspeth with 500 in exchange for a lawyer who could help him if any problems arose. Mm -hmm. Once yeah. Holmes re was released from jail on bail, he attempted 
his plan. However, the insurance company was suspicious and did not pay him. Holmes mm-hmm. then decided to attempt a similar plan in Philadelphia, which there was a murder in Philadelphia in 1888 that represented the Jack the Ripper case. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Um, so there's a timeline putting him in Philadelphia, but it's during the actual Jack, but like I said, it's not to say that he was traveling back and forth because, you know, some of mm-hmm. these were spread apart a couple of months. Mm-hmm. So that would give him enough time to get back and then go back. You know, if he was just back to do something to like say, hey, I'm here and then get back on the boat and go back over to show his, you know. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. I mean, it also could have been someone that he knew very well and worked with and could have had him look like him. To place him somewhere because he is a smart guy and he's a con man yeah so you could add someone like a double <laughs> yeah you know what i mean but he was um he was finally arrested in boston in 1894 yeah and he was arrested off of that because everybody became suspicious because of that little thing that he had set up with his cellmate yeah and yeah which then snowballed uh to a lot of things that's because they, the only reason why he confessed is because they, they searched his castle and found everything that it had, mm-hmm. you know, found all the stuff. Yeah. But he also lied too when he did his admitting, right? He confessed to murdering certain people when they were clearly alive. True. So he embellished his story. He never really told the actual truth to how many, where, when because there was a lot of things that he would say that actually ended up not being true so yeah he said he confessed for up to 20 yeah because they fat when they did the cert when they arrested him for that insurance scam that's what he got arrested for they went to his house the castle searched it found um discovered his strange enough basically disc- discovered all of his torture chambers and stuff Mm-hmm. And then found many bodies that were located that were so badly dismembered or decomposed that it was hard for them to determine exactly how many bodies. All right. We are, are we back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was unfortunate. Yeah, it happens, though. Thanks for the follow, James, by the way, right in the middle of the blackout. He's coming back. think are we good yeah we're good looks like it yeah looks like it looks we're good we're back on sweet oh james hi james <laughs> we were all talking about hh holmes and he said we cut it off it's too similar <laughs> <laughs> we've w- we've awoken the spirits of somebody <laughs> don't you dare we must have we must have touched on a touchy subject. Yeah. That's how you look at it. We we invoked the spirits of Jack the Ripper. We broke it. I know. We uncovered, now, we uncovered the truth. <laughs> now you're starting to sound like kamikaze. <laughs> she knows you broke it again. 
that's okay. All right. It's all right. Oh, huh. okay. Well, at least everybody's still here. Thank you for sticking around. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Man, thank down you, everybody panic. <laughs> yeah. It's done. Quick. No, it wasn't the internet. The entire house went black. Yeah. Mine's usually just the internet. For some reason, it just will flicker. It'll shut off and then come back on. And you're like, oh, well, all right. Great. <laughs> Ghost it's always, it always happens at like a time where you're just like, can it have been any other time? Yeah. <laughs> Why did it have to be at this moment? Sorry, right. My wife was in there making no. uh, stuff for her uh, volleyball, for t-shirts for her volleyball team. And mm. <laughs> she's like... Well, I got half of the body done, and then it just kind of like neat. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That's so. terrible. Oh, man. Uh, oh, we're back. Sorry. I don't know who we pissed off, but I'm sorry. Yeah. Because we called about to be Jack the Ripper, and it was true. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. If it goes out again, uh, it, it's, it's a done deal. We're on the right track. If it goes out again and kills us again, we're on the right track. <laughs> yep. We're too close to home. <laughs> We're putting too many close, you know, things together. Like, no, 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 don't say that. No, oh, dang it. <laughs> Big brother's watching. <laughs> yeah. You can't report exactly. that. <laughs> exactly. How'd you find that out? Clues. <laughs> it's called Google. <laughs> yeah. Google everything. Google it all. But, but yeah, no, I think, I think the. Obviously, the whole Jack the Ripper is fascinating because it's like, who is it? It's the whole identity thing, you know? And then you look at the similarities with Holmes, you know? It kind of, it makes it fun to play around with and be like, could it could it have been? So you kind of like dive in, you know? And there's a lot of similarities. Obviously, there's probably a lot of things that go, no, it couldn't be. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think it's fun to put two and two together because... To me, everything seems so similar, right? And then oh. you move on to his murder castle, which in itself is fascinating. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that you next know? week, though. Yeah, we can talk about that next week. His murder castle. Yeah, because that's, yeah, that's a whole detailed plan that he went through. I can't believe that. Yeah, because like mm -hmm. I said, I can see by, you know, you know just by some of the, the drawings that... um. They're out there. Hang on, you're gonna see a little pop up. This this disappeared. Um, another pop up because that's over there. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, it didn't. Usually, it says restore previous browsers. It didn't do it this time. Oh. Um. I had a picture of his. Oh, I got a picture of his castle. Hang on. It took up the whole block. I know that. For today. <laughs> it was a whole block. The thing was huge. <laughs> and the first floor obviously had all the, like the shops that people can go in and out of. But nobody knew what lurked above floor two. <laughs> See, this is like and a hello. this is like a cartoon diagram of Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he had a warehouse close to that where it was uh for glass stuff but we all know the fur furnaces was not made for glass <laughs> and that's what was on the water and i think it was like it, it had it had it been super close um to it 
So he had he had no he had his own little dissecting mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. That must have been oh yeah, that that's that looks like the the shoot that goes to the water. If you look mm-hmm. over there, there's Yeah. But yeah, it's just he like had, he had yeah, he had that and then he had the warehouse down a little bit. That was used for glass something for glass. Hmm. Um that had furnace that could get up to like three thousand degrees or something like that. Which you, we all know wasn't used for glass. But you can see if I can zoom in on this. Yeah, so the first floor was all the shops that he rented out to merchants. And then he also had his own shops that he ran to make it look like an actual, like, you know, business, you know, for people to come in and out of, right? To attract people. And then the second floor is where it started to get the, you know, the more confusing because it had like six hallways, 51 doors, you know, I think 30 something of the rooms were ordinary, you know, bed places, bedrooms. And then the other ones were, you know, airtight, steel plated, soundproofed. Probably be that one there that she looks like she's <laughs> suffocating. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You know, because some of the rooms were rigged with gas. Yep. To make people disoriented. That is pretty. And the gas was in, ran from his uh, closet. It was like a control panel kind of thing from his closet, and he had like peepholes places where he can look. And stuff. Yeah, because there's actually there's actually a movie. I don't think it's actually H. H. Holmes' title, but there's actually a movie from back like in the I want to say the early '40s. Because it was black and white. I remember seeing it, and there was a mm-hmm. depiction of this house. Mm-hmm. You know, look into that. And but I can't remember. Oh, this is a probably text message from the electric company. Your power has been restored. <laughs> but yeah I mean it's just yeah it's like the center of the house it looks like this here was like his little how he got to all the levels trap doors in the bathroom yeah there was doors there was chutes there was peepholes there was um I mean you name it the whole thing was just in a architectural way, fascinating. <laughs> See, I thought I... You know, that he came up with all of that. See, this is an actual... Mm-hmm. That's what the building looked like. Yeah, it took up the whole block. I mean, it, it's just... It had brick walls inside. Because it needed to be soundproof. I mean, it doesn't... It doesn't... It. It's like an architectural marvel in itself because it it Mm -hmm. does not look like anything anybody else would design yeah it looks like your house also yeah and the timing of it all too is if people went missing they could have said oh they decided to stay in the states or they decided to do whatever because everybody came for the world's fair from everywhere yeah so it was kind of easy to in a way do things because people were coming from all over 
Yeah. Oh, she met someone and decided to get married and took off. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or they came from across the water and, oh, she decided to go back to her family across the water. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's, it, yeah. No, it, it's totally, totally, like I said, with, with, with all the, all the, like I said, in the, in the, psychological standpoint of it and the conspiracy theory standpoint of it or you know it's it's just mm -hmm. there's too many i don't know there's too many variables that i mean i can understand why people you know people don't want to believe things anyways that um i don't know they, they think something that's like really out of the ordinary they just don't want to believe it that's yeah. your house it's not your house that that don't even that don't even exist anymore. They tore that down, and there's like a, an office building there or something, like a two story office building there now. Where the castle was? Yeah. It burnt down. Oh, it burnt down. Yeah, there was like explosions and stuff. Um, I think in the 30s or something like that, if I remember correctly. I'll have to double check um on that, but yeah, it was like um, it uh. <laughs> it like had like this huge fire and then because of everything there it like there was like an explosion that took out like the first floor and then the so, roof collapsed on it because of the fire so there was and then probably the building was demolished there was probably things in there that people they didn't even discover you know so because like yeah because like, yeah like i said it was just like the the winchester mansion there was just like tons and tons of crap yeah yeah so like they salvaged like the first floor i think it was but oh. everything above it where everything happened gone because of the the fire and the roof collapsing and stuff like that i wonder did they collect like did they collect like any of the any of the the torture chambers and stuff like that and put them like in the because i know sure. that i know they have like a serial killer um historical museum I'm sure so. it's there's stuff places. <laughs> you know? See, it's one of I'm those sure. things. It's like if I ever make it to Chicago, even though the building's not there, it's just the fact of walking down the street where that all that happened. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd just be neat just to kind of you know, it's kinda of like the whole thing when um very first time I went to Dallas here a few years ago and actually drove through Daly Plaza. Where the JFK killings, you know, or was yeah. killed, um, is just like you see you see things in a different perspective when you're actually standing in the area than what you do when you're actually you know you see it on pictures or see it on movies or whatever. Yep. So that's why it would be really really cool just to be able, even though like I said, it's not there. It you still know it was there, so it's just the fact of you know you can picture it being there. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like for me, I'm in the area where Ted Bundy did his stuff. Yeah. And then growing up in California near the Bay Area where the Zodiac stuff. Yeah. Happened. <laughs> you know? Well, it's also the, you know, to go anywhere that had something significant happen. It's just like when I did the history trip on the East Coast, going to places where, you know, Gettysburg, you know, knowing this huge war took place, this battle took place, you know, Abraham Lincoln did his, you know, speech. Yeah. It brings on different uh, feelings and like eerie almost. 
in a town where the one missed call story came from the house still stands. Oh, huh? What? Lived in a town where. What? I don't think I know that. One missed call story? Yeah, I don't think I know that one. Something else to put on the book. Oh, and she can talk about that. Because I know nothing. <laughs> the call. Oh, they came inside from the house. Oh, it's a babysitter, really. Mr. Her, what's happening, buddy? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that one. I just was very fascinated with AJ Holmes being Jack the Ripper. So, like, I dove. I dove in. <laughs> yeah. No, and like I said, I just found it fascinating a, to me. Like I said, this is just part one and two because, like I said, the next one will go over, you know, it's how he actually did it. Mm-hmm. Ton of scary movie stuff. Well, see, it's just like here, because I, I mean, I don't care. I I live in a suburb of, of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and when I first moved here, I had no clue about you know, because that's one thing is, is I go to a town. It's like I mean, I knew of Tulsa and stuff like that. It's oil boom and all that, but it's just like figuring out some of the historical value because you know it's one of the first big cities in Oklahoma, and mm-hmm. I you're never taught it in any schools that I went to. And I guess they never really taught it around here, but in 1921, it was actually, there was a big rice, uh, race riot, um, here. Hmm. And to the point to where, like I said, 1921, they, it was, you know, it all stemmed from, um, one of the, the black kids that used to work in the courthouse and, uh, and a new white woman, uh, came in and, she wasn't familiar with, you know, them intermingling like that in certain areas. So she basically freaked out and tried to say this kid, you know, tried to rape her or something like that. Anyways, like they arrested the kid and everything else. Well, some of the, the black community, which we had one of the, one of the two or three, what they classified as black wall street, which was basically, um, they were, it was basically like a suburb of it, but they had like an entire business structure and it was like a really rich and prospering areas. I mean, Tulsa had one, Chicago had one, I think New York had one. Um, but it was just that little section and they were basically self contained. They could, they, or they could, didn't really rely on anybody else. Well, anyways, they came across and, you know, they wouldn't let this kid go. So there was, you know, shit going on and stuff like that well it stemmed a race riot to where the whites of here when it came down to it they closed off all communication out of Tulsa they they cut all communication basically cut the the telegraph lines so there was no telegraph going anywhere um they blocked all roads going in all major highways going in and out of Tulsa um then they called out the Air National Guard and they took uh kerosene bombs and bombed the black wall street or the greenwood area and totally you know they went through house by house and you know and yeah it was bad it was bad yeah just just google it it's the tulsa race riots 1921 Mm -hmm. and yeah you're never taught that you know because i was a big history buff all the way through school and that was something i never knew about until i moved here hmm and it's and it still, it was not talked about until like the last couple of years, they've started to bring it up more, but it hit its hundred years. That's why. Mm. No. Yeah. I can. Yeah. Cause 20 minutes, 20. Yeah. 2020. 
2021. So that's crazy. Yeah, hmm. it's it, that's what I'm saying. It's just like back those, you know, that was 1921. Even mm-hmm. here, you know, it took three it took three days for the state troopers and everything to be alerted of what was going on here mm-hmm. because there was no communication. It's true because it was cut off. Yeah, it's wild. So it's wild. Like, like I said, you know, so this was you know what sixty years or fifty let's see fifty sixty seventy years li- earlier that this stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. like I said, it probably took about a month, month and a half for something to go from London to America about what was happening in London. Because I think it took, like I said, I think it took about a month, month and a half to go across the Atlantic. And the only thing that someone that... had to have papers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, of some, you know, form for reading material to go across, you know, the Atlantic. I mean, I knew we had like, I knew, you know, it's just kind of like the Wall Street Journal now today. I mean, you can get the Wall Street Journal anywhere, but it's always a day behind yeah. because you have to have it mailed to you because they don't have a delivery service. So you can, yeah. you can get an, you can get a paper delivered to you, but it's a day behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just imagine yeah. back then you could get London papers, but they were months behind. Yeah, most definitely. So the idea it's of wild. nobody knew here exactly what he was doing over there mm-hmm. that, you know there's just a lot yeah. of a lot of open-ended questions that will never be answered no it won't but it's still fun to kind of like put two and two together and kind of dig in and you know well you know like i said like okay he would always have paper trails and then it went silent during the time the ripper killings yep. were going on he had a house in Whitechapel. That's where the murderers were, because he knew a family in Whitechapel yeah. who was wealthy. He got caught, you know, trying to sell a body to a medical area, and then shortly after that, he disappeared. Oh. And then the construction started on his castle, which we'll talk about next week. So basically, if he wouldn't have tried to do that scam, he would have never got caught from the scam. Therefore, mm-hmm. the police, you know, searched his house. Mm-hmm. And voila. <laughs> yeah. History, yeah. history like, So yeah, he dis- he disappeared. They couldn't find him. They just knew it was an American man, his description, that came in and tried to sell a corpse to a medical place, I think it was. And then... They couldn't find him. He disappeared. Yep. And they're saying that Jack the Ripper left to go to the States. And H.H. Holmes was in the logging book from UK to the States. And seeing the whole, the whole DNA evidence thing, I just, I have a problem with that because I mean, DNA, DNA evidence is even a hundred percent accurate nowadays. You know, yeah. and to be able to hold on to something over a hundred years to test against DNA. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it could have been anyone. Especially yeah. she was a prostitute. So being a lady of the night. Yep. She, who knows how many people she had that day, that <laughs> night. Before she decided to go. Because a lot of them didn't have homes to go to. Yeah. They went to room and board places to sleep. So I don't know. Yeah. It's very wild. 
It's a very uh, interesting conspiracy theory to put them two to two together. Is he Jack the Ripper? Very well could be. In my mind, I think so. I mean, it's a it's a very very true possibility. Yeah. The evidence for Holmes being the Ripper is just as in the ears. That's why. Fun to, oh no no that's true no you know that's the whole point is is I come in and in. Like I said, the only really serial killers we can prove is just the ones that have been caught, you know, and, and mm -hmm. he actually didn't get caught for killing. He got caught for being a con artist and just kind of snowballed from there. So, mm -hmm. yeah, he got caught for his insurance claim, which then led to the disappearance of Peitzel, <laughs> which then led to the disappearance of Peitzel's kids. And then he was charged for the murder of Peitzel and the kids, which then he went and quote unquote confessed to his killings but even then his confession was still full of loopholes and lies and embellishments so and the fact that they like didn't they didn't probably Bundy. yeah and the probably the fact that they didn't connect you know like the philadelphia killings to with well i can see because when they probably didn't know well there wasn't a lot of hard evidence finding out exactly what he did because mm -hmm. You know, he destroyed most of it. Yeah. So Also, like, with the Philadelphia killings, too, was during the time the Ripper killings were going on. And so I don't see them. It was kind of similar, but it was also very different to the Ripper killings. So it's... Who's to say? And like I said, he, he was a con man. And if you watch, for instance, the Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Mm-hmm. You take persona of other people doing things to con people into stuff. Yep. So who's to say he didn't have, say, a guy that he paid, you know, say, hey, can you be like me and be at this place at this time? Yeah, because, I mean, back then, all you had to do was just kind of dress and... I mean, back then, everybody kind of dressed the same, so that would... It's, they dressed the same. It would be just, very, you know, very easy mustache. to... Yeah. You know? Who's to say? I mean, Who's to say, but it's quite interesting and fascinating to kind of put two and two together. And there's a lot of similarities, like I was saying, between the two to kind of have a fun argument. Yeah. You know, or discussion. I wouldn't really say an argument, but a discussion, a healthy discussion <laughs> between what people think. Because there's probably pe there's people out there that know way more than what I know. Because oh, yeah. I just started diving into this, I want to say, two years ago. Yeah. So I just find it fascinating of how even the writing's similar, you know? Yeah. Being in Whitechapel at that time, doing things, you know, selling things to a medical place. Well, who's to say he didn't have the womb of so-and-so and that's what he was selling? Yeah. Because it doesn't, you know, it says he was selling, body, you know, cadavers or bodies or whatever. But who's to say he didn't take the womb? off that one lady to go turn around to sell and then he got caught and so he left kind of thing you know yeah because that was the last kill was the womb yep. one right yeah yeah and like i said and that so, could, like i said that could also have been you know he's he was he was uh known to kill his mistress before so like i said maybe mm -hmm. that was a mistress mistress that got pregnant and he didn't want to have no other connection yeah because some of them were married so Oh, yeah. Who's to say? But it's quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, 
um, before my power decides to, in case it goes out again. <laughs> I think we'll probably end right there until next next Sunday. Yeah. We'll dive into the murder castle. Yeah, that, that's going to be fun because I love mm-hmm. architecture too, so that, that, that intrigues me. Yeah, we'll talk about all of it. So. All right, guys. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for sticking around after the power blackout. And um, I'm just glad that you guys were able to come back in and finish it out with us. I'm glad you guys were yeah. here. That was fun. Yes, it was super fun. And thank you, Pirates, for for uh, coming up with this idea. This is actually pretty of good. Of course. Of course. Like I said, just to talk about it and get people to talk, you know? Yeah. Because they might know things I don't even know. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's super fun. Even mere pirates are stubborn. <laughs> hey, that makes it even more funner. Exactly. Just appreciate y'all being here and, you know, diving it, diving in with us as we talk about things. And I'm sure after H.H. Holmes, we'll be talking about someone that I don't even know about, but I'll <laughs> research. Oh, yeah. Talk about it. I found a bunch of, there's a bunch of lists and stuff like there. There's a bunch of, I'll, I like the older serial killers, not like the new ones. Because, I mean, the new ones, yeah. I mean, they're, New ones really are just, I don't know, they're just blah. The older ones yeah. back back before, like, the evidence, you know, you could actually collect the evidence you could now. Because serial killers now don't usually stay around more than a few killings. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it's super hard. I would say anything. But don't ever do that. Don't no. ever do. No. Be nice, be kind to people. <laughs> Always. <laughs> but. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ooh. But thanks a lot, guys, for sticking around and coming back and we will see you next week three o'clock and same bat time same bat channel but all right let's go all right thanks pirates Bye. bye of course thank you toodles let's see if this works now